Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios on a gorgeous Saturday morning. Morning, uh, Ronnie. Good morning. How you? What, what happened to the top of your head? I got it. Yeah. You did. You got you a summertime haircut Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Well, Ronnie usually has on a Burns hat, so actually, uh, I wasn't sure what your head looked like on the top. <laughs> so don't go out there and get sunburned or anything. Oh, no. I got my cap with me. All righty. Yeah, I know. He's got a... Ronnie's got like three or four hats in his uh, truck for different occasions, like sundown yeah. and... They all have a big B on them. Former din formal dinner, stuff like that. Church. Church. Greg, how you doing? Doing real good, Perry. This same thing, beautiful day, heat. Had so many days last week and week four. It uh, was hot last week. And it was hot. This week, it, it is a little bit cooler. Felt super good this morning at six o'clock. Uh, but, yeah, everything's going good. We had a couple of super good races. We did. It, and last weekend, as Perry would always say, that's the Christmas time for racers. And gets back, same thing. They, they, they had good crowds at both races. They did. And they had good races at both races. They and did. I, I think a lot of things that this weekend had a lot of pluses for motorsport, uh, just in general. I mean, it just, it, I think it was a big shot in arm. Well, I tell you, one of the main things that I took away from it was uh, I wouldn't have given you five cents that they'd have run the Indianapolis 500 on uh, on Sunday and, and, and probably not too much uh, that they'd run it on Monday, the way that <laughs> forecast was looking. But, dadgum, they got that thing in there, and it was blue sky broke out. And when the race started, we're talking about Indianapolis now, um, I mean, you had to look hard to find an empty seat. That place was full with the, with all the pomp and pageantry and everything. And uh, and Charlotte was about the same way. Charlotte had an excellent crowd, I thought. They really did. And, uh, you know, our, our on-site expert, Nelson Crozier, he said that there was a lot of people there. But what tickled me, you know, they had painted such a dismal. Uh, we knew Charlotte was going to be good. I mean, it was going to take. A, a, a weather system form on top of Indy looked so terrible rain wise so I turned the TV set on and I'm seeing the pre-race thing and I didn't know if it was pre-recorded or whatever and I picked up phone call Perry and Perry said no they, the weather opened up they're going to start well if I hadn't told me that I'd probably switch to another channel and went on about my business because they, they, they pre but that place was packed I was impressed with the NBC's new announcers. It was a little bit different, but uh, I think overall that 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 was a that was a heck of a deal. I don't know what happened on the Formula One race. Perry can tell you about that. Well, it was the same old thing almost. Uh, Lewis Hamilton did win it, but that track at Monaco was so narrow and so hard to pass that uh, 
the uh, Mercedes cars only finished first and third instead of first and second. And actually, it wouldn't have been quite that good. Hamilton was going to win it because you just can't pass. About the only place you can pass is uh, that one stretch there where you go uh, under the tunnel. And uh, so, but, it, uh, but it is still fun to watch. Oh, it was great. I, but now I didn't wake up at nine o'clock and watch it. I, I watched it <laughs> after Charlotte. That's what I did. So I mean, I didn't watch it until uh, you know, like well, twelve o'clock at night. I think I watched it after Indy. Okay. Well, I had a cookout. So oh, okay. Got to have a cookout somewhere in there. Yeah, I did Indy, the uh, Formula One, and then Charlotte. I did Indy. I got a lot of good sleep Saturday. Yeah, I did Indy cookout Charlotte Formula One. (laughs) And I was up till like 2 o'clock in the morning. I got to admit, I fast forwarded through a lot of that uh, uh, Formula One race. But yeah, it it was a great day. All three races actually were good. And you know, I I make it a statement every year that Indy's going to be better than Charlotte. But I tell you what, I'd hate to live on the difference because Indianapolis had really came down to a three-car race and um they had three uh, they had uh five lead changes in the last 13 laps which was uh you know and at over 220 miles an hour that that's really flying i know it, it's unreal and, you know on the pre-race stuff uh the announcer's doing such a good job which we've talked a lot about him but the last several laps with al Hunter jr and scott goodyear they showed that in replay, the full three or four laps where they you know, well, not that they know, but uh, I just get cold chills every time they turn it on. Well, you know, I played that last week on the radio. I know you did. Of the, the replay of, of the know last that. lap from the radio broadcast. But I heard it again on TV. They, yeah. they, showed, they showed it. They were showing a lot of things that was really interesting, which Indy Broadcast and I always do. They got such a rich history. They do. And uh, there's nothing like it. Well, there's nothing like it. It, uh, it came down to Simon Pagino, which, uh, of course, he's the Penske driver, and it was Penske's 50th anniversary at Indianapolis. And Alexander Rossi and Takumo Sato, he dropped back just a little bit towards the end, and it came down to Pagino and Rossi, and they swapped the lead back and forth. And I'm telling you what, that Alexander Rossi, uh, he is absolutely fearless. He made some passes there coming down the main straightaway uh, between whoever it was he was passing and the wall. I mean, and there was no room for a car except, uh, you know, the exact width of the one he was driving. I mean, he and he stuck it in there and and pulled it off every time. He got very angry, had a long pit stop one time that uh, he's beating on the steering wheel. And he's a very laid back guy um, driving for Andretti Motorsports. And then uh, Orville Servia got in his way one time and wouldn't get out, wouldn't get out of his way. And he made one of those daring passes like that on him and um, and shook his fist at him when he went by. And they say, if you raise your hand up that high at going that speed, it'll just about take it off. But uh, he managed it because he was so mad. He just shook it right at that guy and, uh, and went on about his business. Charlotte came down to a late caution flag with a few laps to go. Actually, it was a pretty... Pretty big tangle they had there, um, you know, with a few laps to go and took out some cars. And we'll talk more about it, la- about it later. But, uh, you know, Kyle Larson had a big hit there and Austin Dillon. And um, so that came down to uh, two cars didn't pit, which I believe Harvey was one of them. And the other one was um, David Reagan. So they were on the front and everybody else came in and got tires. Didn't need gas at that point. There was only 10 laps to go. 
And they went four wide down the backstretch on, uh, you know, with a couple of laps to go. And somehow or another, they let Truex scoot underneath them, who Truex had already led the most laps, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he led 116 of 400 laps. And they let him slip under him, and, uh, and he was gone. So uh, the guy that I wanted to win both races, t- talking about Indianapolis and Charlotte, didn't win. But the races were very exciting, and uh, I can't I can't complain about who I was pulling for not winning because uh, uh, I just I'm not a big Truex fan, and and but he I tell you what he's impressed me now two or three times this year with just some great driving. Yeah, he he's a good guy. The only thing I couldn't remember very, and I had it I keep forgetting it. What actually happened to Tony Kanon? We were we were pulled for him because that's AJ's car, and somewhere along the line I missed that. Well, he got a couple of laps behind, but believe it or not, and I got it right here in front of me, he wound up ninth. So he had a good finish, and he wasn't that far behind. And uh, um, Santino Ferrucci, driving for Dale Coyne Racing, got Rookie of the Year. Uh, there were a lot of stories uh, at Indianapolis with uh, some of the people that squeaked into the field there. And the 18-year-old, Colton Herta, that a lot of people, I know Ronnie and I were texting back and forth during the race, and Ronnie says, I'm pulling for that number 88, you know, Colton Herta. Yeah. Well, he made three laps before he tore the gearbox out of it. About the time I hit send to text you that <laughs> is when he went out. Yeah. And I thought, dang, well, and then I texted you back, I guess my supporting him was his kiss of death. Well, it, something was because uh, he only made three laps and, I was really looking forward to see how the 18-year-old could could do. Uh, there were some. There was no injuries. There were some pretty exciting crashes at Indianapolis. When you crash going that fast and all those parts fly off and everything, it's uh, it makes it spectacular. But not a not a driver was scratched. And the thing that impressed me about Charlotte was that you know I I think not only do they use it to determine the championship with the stage points and all that stuff, which, you know, I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around, but that's the way it is. But uh, they didn't, uh, I always thought another reason they did that was to just to bunch the cars back up. So it, and they didn't really need it at Charlotte. I mean, they had so many caution flags and accidents. I think that was, I don't have it right in front of me, but it was close to a, a record, uh, at one point, I think they did have a record for uh, after 100 laps. It already had five, four or five or six caution flags, and it kept the field bunched up. It kept the race exciting. And, um, you know, I, of course, as we said, the weather was not a factor. So it, it was two great races plus uh, plus Monaco, which was, you know, it was a pretty interesting race, too. So it was Christmas last Sunday, and as far as I'm concerned, Santa Claus delivered. Certainly did. It was... <laughs> Number one, we were honoring our moral day people that lost their lives. That was that was done very tastefully with everything you went to at both tracks. And the racing is this, that's that's the crown jewel. I mean, if you like racing, even if you don't like racing, you need to pay attention to TV that weekend. That's true. Let's touch on the uh, and we'll. we'll Later on, I'll go through how the points were affected and everything. But the Xfinity race on Saturday, I caught a little of that. Actually, I recorded it, and I watched most all of it um, later on that evening. But Jeremy Clements had a pretty good 
pretty good race. Uh, Tyler Reddick won it, driving for Richard Childress. And uh, uh, Justin Allgaier was second. The finish was not particularly close, two and a, a little over two seconds, which is, you know, a mile, not literally a mile, but a lot. It's a fur piece. It's a fur piece. But uh, Jeremy Clements had a, a pretty good race. He was in the top ten fairly late and faded back just a little bit, but finished 13th. And that's not bad. Jeremy normally finishes, you know, a little bit further back than that when he has a good day. Um, well, anytime he does that, he, he's he's done some excellent driving yep. because he just doesn't have the money to have the equipment the other some of the other guys have. Well, he wasn't the last car on the lead lap, but he did run all 200 of them and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, and moved up a little bit in the point standing. So, uh Congratulations to Jeremy. Boy, that cough snuck up on me out of nowhere. I didn't know that one was coming. That'll happen. It will. Um, Can I say one thing about Jeremy? You go ahead and talk for a minute. Let me get a drink over here. Yeah. Uh, in all fairness to Jeremy, uh, we talk about inferior equipment. Yeah, they got they got, they don't have the budget, but they did save up and bought some newer cars that were a lot better. And I think a little bit of this is... You know, he took off to kind of a slow start, and like we seen the other, you know, the other day, uh, last week, he's adjusting to way the good stuff drives. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, he started, he finished almost dead last at Daytona to get yeah. the thing started, it's, and he, the next race wasn't much better, but he's, he's coming on. He, he's adjusting the equipment, and uh, it's, uh, I think he's doing excellent good. Well, we'll, um, as soon as we get a week off here with the, uh, Xfinity cars. We'll have we'll have Jeremy on. We've uh, have him on every year, and, and he's a, he's a great interview. And of course, he's our man. Uh, we've got some other stuff going on today. We got a full schedule this weekend with the with the IMSA cars uh, running at uh, with a companion race, which is actually today at Belle Isle, which is uh, in the middle of the water up there in Detroit. And, of course, that's um, Alan Hill's brother, Mike, is involved with those two teams that are leading the points. And we'll uh, maybe check in and find out how the qualifying is going on that. I don't know if Alan will have that information for us. I think they're actually qualifying right about now. But that race, if I'm not mistaken, is at 3.30. I'll find it out, and I'll, uh, I've got it here, but we'll, uh, we'll report all that. Greg, we need to talk about, just before we go to break here, who our guest is that we're going to have when we come back from uh, from our break. Who'd you get this week? Well, we got a real good one. got <clears throat> Mr. Felix Sabatis. Uh, been in sport a long time. He's done a heck of a lot for, for NASCAR. Uh, nice guy. This had very competitive cars. Of course, now he's, he's Ganassi uh, Sabatis racing. But Felix has really had a lot of good drivers, had some, some, quite a bit of success, really. He had a good bit of success. Uh, yeah, a lot. And he was always one of them that when they'd go down on cruises, he was, like him and Bud Moore would go on a cruise with France. Next thing, come back, the rules were changed. <laughs> we'll, 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 get, we'll get into that. But super nice man, always been a good friend of mine and Bud's. And uh, he even, I go even far as say he actually provided a ride for a driver that I wanted to hold on to. But I couldn't hold on to him because I had no sponsor. And he took him on and found a sponsor to keep him going because he's a good driver. I mean, that's who what, was that? Wally Dollenbach. Yep. Felix, Felix is first class. 
that's a whole that's a whole thing. But he's he's going to be a good fun interview. Well, he's been a he's been good for racing. He he came over here from Cuba and and started from nothing to from washing cars and selling pots and pans and things to a, a multimillionaire and a, one of the movers and shakers even in the NBA when he helped get the Charlotte Hornets uh, established you know, get the franchise here the first time. And I didn't realize that, but he's still got a stake in the Hornets now with Michael uh, Jordan. So uh, I, I had no idea. He's uh, still involved. He's still involved to some uh, degree. But um, we're going to take our first commercial break and get him on the phone and come back with uh, Felix Sabatis. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. And we will be back after these messages. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? A plenty. 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? A plenty. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plenty? All it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Now say this out loud as you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd back to back. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the head. This is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Every now and then we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress at Watery Lake. RV. Enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. VIN number K93502 and MSRP 66190. VIN number KC75691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax title taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. 
F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it, and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Fox Sports 1400 on FM at 98.3 is presented by Upstate Logistics. Upstate Logistics, moving your business and Spartanburg forward. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a beautiful Saturday morning. And it is my great pleasure to welcome a gentleman that I'm not aware we've ever had on the show before, Greg. Uh, Mr. Felix Abadis. Good morning, Felix. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yep. Yeah, my pleasure. I could, I could, wait, Greg called me. I couldn't say no. That's what everybody says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Boss, like I say, we could go on for hours about you, but uh, I just, it's what, one of the things I was just laughing at them about is that every time they went down there with, with my mom and daddy, and Felix and Bud would get a hold of Bill France to come back, and Ruba would be changed. So, there, there was, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and mom and daddy enjoyed going down there with, with Felix, but Felix about has done so much for the sport. Uh, if I, I don't know if Thank we need you. to start from the stop or which just give us a synopsis or whatever, but I know you've done a lot for the sport and uh, just just tell us what you want. <laughs> well, no, you ask ask away, but but I, yeah, that that is true. We used to go down to the Bahamas uh, with his mom and dad, and, and Bill France all went with us, and Bud was very spoken of. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Bud was never quiet, and he would. <laughs> get on Bill's butt about changing this and changing that and eventually we get changed they change you so they have to listen to butt too often <laughs> I tell you that we had a lot of fun together yeah that's great now where are you speaking from right now are you in Charlotte or are you down in Florida where are you I'm, I've been under the weather I've been, I've been I'm in Miami I've been in the hospital here for the last uh, week and a half oh I'm sorry to I hear that had a, but I, I'm out of the hospital now so I'm, I'm in my condo in Miami going back to Charlotte sometime next week well, uh, I spent 15 very happy years in Miami. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I met my wife down there, and when, this isn't about me, but she's from Bogota, South America, and uh, Colombia. And, Columbia. And, um, and from what I've uh, always understood, you sort of had something to do with uh, Ganassi hiring uh, Juan Pablo Montoya. Is that true? Oh, yeah, I had a lot to do with it because, uh, you know, I, I knew Montoya, he had driven for Chip before. And I knew he was not happy at Formula One. So I told Chip, I said, you know, you need to call him and tell you see if he wants to come. He said, I don't want to come back. I said, call him. And Chip called him up and told you I got on a plane and the next week we hired him. He wanted to, he wanted to get out of Formula One. He hated that stuff. 
Well, he actually, I think he uh, his big win was at Monaco, which was last week. But uh, yeah, he was the house yeah. he was the house car at uh, at my house for uh, all the years he drove for Ganassi. And in fact, now is is he not still driving uh, your sports car? No, he's driving for Penske now. Penske. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's my yeah. mistake. But um, no, no, it was no. He he drove a sports car for a year, but then we we went away from the uh, the ton of prototypes, and we went to the GT series, which we won the ton twenty four hours, and we won the uh, Le Mans. But they require full time drivers, and on Thursday they want to drive full time. So we got a whole new set of drivers for those cars. Well, and of course Montoya won Indianapolis five hundred as a rookie. Uh, and uh, uh, driving for Chip Ganassi in your car. And I remember him saying that if he thought Indy was such a big deal, he'd have won the pole, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good kid. I love him to death. I mean, I, and he's, with this one, his son has a tremendous, I think he's nine, ten years old. His son got a tremendous amount of talent. He's in Europe now with his dad driving this uh, Formula 6 or whatever the hell this little the little Formula One, the cars, but uh, this kid got some potential to be a great driver one of these days. He's that good. We're talking with Felix Sabatis on uh, Start Your Engines. Yeah, Mr. Sabatis, one, one funny tale we used to talk about. Uh, I know you were an excellent car owner with a lot of wins under you, uh, even before Mr. Ganassi, who's a good racer. But I remember you made mention to me one time, me and Bud were sitting on the pit road, and he said, you know, I'm going to bring Chip Chip in and, and this stuff. Which, I mean, that turned out to be a good move. I said, well, why? I said, you know, on Monday mornings, I come in, I get a little hot at guys and fly off of them and everything. I said, Mr. Bodice, what do you think Bud Moore does? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the way it works. But over the years, you've had some fantastic race drivers in NASCAR. Uh, yeah, we, we were very fortunate to have some great drivers. And we won a lot of important races. I mean, you know, very few car owners say they won the uh, they they turn at twenty four hours, they turn at five hundred, and and uh, Indy four hundred in the same year, and we did. So we, we're pretty fortunate to have done that. Yeah, I think it was two thousand ten, was it not? Two thousand ten, that is correct. Yeah, and uh, but even before that, now uh, I remember in the early nineties when you had that uh, that. Those cars with Kyle Butt. I knew I was going to say that. With Kyle, Kyle, Petty. Kyle, Kyle Petty. I've already <laughs> said that once this morning. Kyle Petty. Um, you guys were unbeatable, especially at Rockingham and uh, and Dover and, and Pocono. But Rockingham, you guys and won Pocono, like five yeah. or six poles in a row. Uh, and the race. Yeah, no, no, no. And we won the race. As a matter of fact, to this day, we hold the record for winning the pole and leading the most lap. Because that, that race was uh, 492 laps. Right. And we let 290 to 292 laps. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that was pretty awesome. Extremely, Don. We won that like three years, three times, three or four times in a row. I forgot now. We got old, you, forget. You, you won three but, in a uh, row and like six poles in a row. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And, ran, and ran real competitive. Ran super competitive at Daytona and a lot of places because Kyle was pretty good shoe. I mean. No, Kyle was, not only was he a pretty good shoe, Kyle was one of the nicest people you ever met in your life. That's great. I mean, he had the biggest heart in the world. When I was, I've had some problems for a while, uh, some health issues. And when I was at the hospital in Charlotte, I was in a coma. Mm. And Kyle came to see me every day. And when I came home uh, to recuperate, Kyle came by every single day just to say hello. I mean, that, that's, 
that's the real friend right there. Well, Mr. Sabatis, a lot of people do know that you, uh, you immigrated from Cuba as a teenager, but they really don't know how everything went like that. You are really an American success story with the American dream because when you got here, you didn't, although your family was successful in Cuba, after Castro took everything you had, you came to the United States and had to, your whole family start over. Well, I came by myself when I was 15 years old and with $25 and no family and no place to go. So I struggled a lot for a couple of years uh, to learn to speak English. I, don't, I worked in a hospital washing pots and pans. I was in a hospital washing dishes. You know, I work at a mortuary. I mean, I, I did every kind of nasty job just, just to make a living. And moved to North Carolina, and that was the best thing that ever happened in my life. Because by that time, my parents, my mother, no, my parents, my mother, I come from Cuba with my six brothers and sisters, and my father came two years later. But we all got together in North Carolina, and I just got lucky. I got to the right place at the right time and built a big business. I got involved with NASCAR in 1986 with uh, Bobby Hill and with the Bush car, and I've been here ever since. Well, and at the age of 15, you joined the anti-Castro movement, and that's about when your parents put you on a plane in the United States. Did those two yeah, things have anything to do with each other? Yeah, I did that when I was 14. Okay. <laughs> I missed it by a year. All I know is a great success story. Absolutely. It's inspirational. Uh, people at the time see uh, people that succeeded real well, uh, but that, that is the American dream. Start with absolutely nothing. And Mr. Sabata is kind of like glossing over the fact that he had to work his tail off the young part of his life to get the success that he has later in life. That's exactly but correct. I work, I work very hard. But, you know, this is the greatest country in the world. You know, I get so upset when people say, well, there's no opportunities. You know, I have an eighth grade education. You know, I got plenty of opportunity and I took advantage of it. The problem that you have today with this new generation, especially this millennium, they want everything handed to them. You know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous because, you know, if you want to do something with your life, you can get something done. But that's, this new generation expects somebody to do something for them for nothing, and that just doesn't work. I mean, you got to work for what you got, and you got to be ready to take, an opp- take advantage of opportunity because opportunity opens up. Not every day, but they open up. Ta- You've got to be smart enough to take advantage of it when they open. We're talking with Felix about us. Uh, Felix, did you have any idea? Because I think when your your career uh, really started to skyrocket, if I'm correct, is when you found out you could sell stuff. I mean, did you were you always like that, or is this just something that, I mean, I think it started at a car, well, actually with, with like, Pots and pans and toasters and radios and things like that and and, and cars. Yeah, and, uh, I was selling door to door. I, I was selling pots and pans door to door. But I mean, did you know you had that talent, or did you? Was it like a? Last- no, I was hungry. I was hungry. <laughs> and you had to make money selling. That's stuff. right. That's right. You try to get one of your kids to do something like that nowadays. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. they got to have a sports car just to go to high school in, and they don't yeah. earn nothing. And. Uh, like I say, us old folks, we, we paid our dues, especially Mr. Spotted. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's, just, that's the problem. I, mean, I have grandchildren, and you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to spoil them. And now I realize I didn't do them any favors because they grew up, you know, they're adults now, and 
Nothing's changed. He's wanted the same thing they had when they were 12 years old. And it's kind of hard to do this. Uh, you got to want to do something better for yourself. You know, to expect for somebody else to do it for you just doesn't work. Well, you, um, speaking of giving people things, now, what was the story? But did did you not give uh, Cal Petty a Rolls Royce one time for doing something? No, I see, we were in Daytona, and we almost won Daytona. Uh, the the gas man forgot to put the second down gas in the car, so a minor problem. Minor <laughs> <laughs> problem, yes. So we had to pit out of sequence, but it, we didn't want the race. But guy was very dejected, and we were going to Rockingham as a cow. If you win the pole and you win the race, I'll give you a Rolls Royce. Well, the chances of that happening are pretty slim because at the time, Unicon had that money. Remember, $7,600 per race. Uh, and it was, was $228,000. I know they have won. They won like two years with, with anybody winning the, uh, the pole and the race. And Kyle looked at me and said, well, I, I want a brown one. <laughs> 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 Son of a gun. We go to, we go to Rockingham. And boom, he gets the pole. I'm going, well, it's half the way there. And then after the race started, he's leading and leading. And I said, don't, don't him. I should open my mouth. He would have won it anyway. So he won the race and the pole. I gave him a road race. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, I didn't mean you actually gave it to him for nothing. He had to earn it. And, and he did exactly what you said. That's a, oh, yeah, I remember no, no, that. No, listen, I, there was no, there you, I, I was born. I'm glad to do it because I said, win the pole and win the race. And the, the, the Unicount. Uh, money was $228,000. As a matter of fact, that year, uh, the, the Rockingham race, we made more money than the guy that won the Daytona 500. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. I mean, y'all yeah. were untouchable there for a long time. And it's like the Winston yeah. Million. Chances are you weren't, but you won enough money to where you had enough money to, to fulfill your thing, and uh, you, put a, you put a carrot out in front of Kyle, and he, he stepped up to the plate. I mean, that's the way it works. You know, it's cool. The best win in my life, or the funniest win in my life, was in watching play with Kyle. We started the race and had a spark plug bar came loose. So he was running terrible. And he come in the pits, and we, we, we fixed it. And he, he he lost a lap, but he got his lap back. And then the race went on and on and on, and we were running dead last. And the caution comes out. Everybody dives into pit road, and Gary Nelson tells Kyle, stay out. Kyle stayed out. Started pouring down rain, and Kyle never let a lap. You know what I'm thinking? He led with the last 25 feet over the start finish line. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all it takes. Um, that's, I mean, we never let a lap. We didn't even lead the last lap. We, just let, let, we let the last 25 feet with nobody else. <laughs> because they called the race off. Hey, and we stood out. A win is a win is a win. That's right. Oh, that's, that's a, right. I remember running on pit road doing the rain dances, <laughs> hoping that the rain would continue. <laughs> well, now you'd have a different story because uh, with the windshield wipers and the rain tires, it might not work out that way. But that's great. We're talking no, with uh, we're we're talking with Felix Sabatis. Uh, Felix, now you had a lot of other things you did. And you were always so outspoken, um, but you. Um, you had a lot to do with getting the NBA into Charlotte, and and are you still involved with the Hornets? Yes, I'm still. I've been involved with Hornets for thirty one years, and and you know, I, I work hard with George Shin and Rick Hendrick and uh, Cy Behackle. 
to get the NBA, and I was I did a lot of traveling to different teams, uh, politicking in behalf of Charlotte. And it worked out pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, we, we got a franchise tonight in '97, and uh, here we are. Well, that's that, that's great. Um, we're gonna have to let you go in just a second here, Greg. You got anything? But the best thing I say is just I thank Mr. Sabatis for coming on the show. He gave a lot to sport. He's still giving it to sport. Uh, I did not know about the basketball thing. Perry noted it. But it just falls in line with what a wonderful person he is. He's the American dream story. And I hope we got so much to talk about. We hope we can get him on the show before the end of the year if he'll come on. Because we sure thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, Mr. Sabatis, well, I would really like to thank you. Me. I'd like to thank and you for all your philanthropic. I'd like to thank you for all your philanthropic endeavors because, you, like you said, you have an eighth grade education, but you are also honoring the colleges like uh, UNCC Char- uh, in Charlotte, uh, Elon, and Belmont Abbey, and, and I'm sure you, you've given other things too, but you not only made a lot of money, you've given a lot of money away. Heck, I got two doctor's degree. I never went to the school. I never even knew where the school were located. <laughs> <laughs> Felix Sabatis, you're a treasure. Thank you so much for coming on Start Your Engines Thank with you us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And, uh, and uh, we could do the whole two hours with you. Uh, we really appreciate it. Hope you'll come back to uh, talk to us another I day. I will. Just let me know. I'll be back. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you so See much. You. Thank you, Felix. That's Thanks. Felix Sabatis, and uh, boy, what a great interview, Greg. He hit another I, homer. Well, he's just one of those special people that comes around about once every century or something, or, or every 50 years. And Great man, uh, took nothing and turned it into a whole lot. Yep. Well, uh, he's one of those types of people that he doesn't do it for the accolades. He does it because it's the right thing to do. And just quietly behind the scenes helps people. And once right. you get that snowball rolling, it's hard to stop it. And he's uh, he's still doing great. And we hope whatever his health problems are, he'll get them ironed out and uh, everything will be okay. We're going to take a break. But what you got, Greg? The only quick. thing I was going to say, you can judge a person's character in the garage area around racetrack. Everybody like Felix. They won't. Everybody won't say that about me and a lot of other people. But everybody likes Felix because... Of what all the things I hope we get him back on. Well, we will get him back on, and you did a great job getting Felix about us. We're going to take a break right now and come back with Nelson Crozier. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Memories. Blind in the gap, the right center to the track. He's to the wall. Another grand slam home run. Catch the Gamecocks in action on the diamond all season long. Did he catch that ball? He did. Swing and a miss. He got it. Swung on, line drive, base hit at the wall. He looks up. It's gone. And you can put spurs on this one. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseballs. 
Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at GreerNissan.com. Pin number K935020, MSRP 66190. Pin number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. Pin number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 due at site. All prices plus tax title taxes. Offers include Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney has everything you need to get your pool ready to go. Phillips and Long sells pool chemicals and parts, and they're an Aquabrite chemical supplier. They also sell Aquabot automatic vacuums. Phillips and Long also offers professional pool service. If you are too busy to clean and maintain your pool, they can do it for you. Get your pool summer ready. Call Phillips and Long today at 461-8511, like them on Facebook, or stop by and see them at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican Pelicans near you. Pelican Snowballs bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 
36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number K93502 and MSRP 661190. VIN number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 39952 inside. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include $399 closing fee with approved credit. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Robot. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Robot, or call at 864-810-4528. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Nelson. How you doing? So far, so good. <laughs> Where are you at? Well, I'm trying to decide whether to go to the airport to catch a ride this afternoon or first thing in the morning. I had one last night, but the thunderstorm sort of kiboshed that. Okay, well, we didn't have any thunderstorms down here, but you be safe ever. Yeah, whatever you do. Whatever you do, because uh, I know that's mountainous territory up there at Pocono. And uh, so we had some really good races, I thought, last week, Nelson. I, I was... Uh, Indianapolis, Charlotte, good crowds, good races, um, very entertaining. I think that was the general consensus. Uh, you know, a very good weekend. And so we had very good weather, great racing. Uh, I think everybody was happy. I think they were too. And uh, you, uh, you, you were at Charlotte. I know it was a, a long day for you, but. I, I'm just I'm still amazed that the, on that last uh, exchange there after that last caution flag that they kind of left that open at the bottom and uh, Truex he went around him on the inside and he was gone. Well, uh, the controversy wasn't that it was he he brought the caution out and he ends up leading the race, uh, but they said oh no he didn't bring it out one of the other cars did. Uh, Regardless, he was involved in it. He should have been, you know, put to the back. But so be it. Well, you know, I didn't realize that. I'm not. I, I was thinking that the last caution was. Uh, it wasn't that big accident, that multi-car accident there on the back straightaway. Uh, no, the one he was involved in was. Uh, I think it was the fifty-one car and himself. Oh, okay. That didn't. Uh, I, I I know what you're talking about now. That didn't get a lot of play. That was one of the uh, Rick Ware cars. But uh, um, yeah. Well, at least uh, there wasn't any fisticuffs. But it was a good race, and and uh, I thought actually Charlotte had a dadgum good crowd. Oh, they really did. I mean, uh, you know, the campgrounds were full, the parking lots were full, the stands were full. Uh, you know. So a lot of concessions, a lot of ice, a lot of water. Uh, all in all, it was a very good weekend. Well, you were telling us last week about uh, uh, 
some rule changes coming up. And and can you elaborate on that a little bit? Are these rule changes for next year or something we're going to see later on this year? No, uh, they'll be for next year uh, or possibly 21, but I think for next year. Uh, uh, and again, this is not set in stone yet, but supposedly there'll be one chassis manufacturer. You have to buy the uh, chassis, you know, as is from the manufacturer, uh, and then the rear end assembly, uh, you'll buy from another manufacturer. So, you know, they're trying to take all the fudge factor out of it, uh, be it good or bad. Uh, it should drastically remove, uh, reduce the cost for the engineering on the teams and reduce cost for NASCAR going through inspection. Well, you know, I, I tell you what, it's uh, they're just taking... They're they're taking the imagination out of it every time they do something like this. I mean, am I wrong or am I too old schooled? I mean, I I see the money saving and everything, but it's just you know that's that's kind of what they got up in uh, with IndyCar, you know, with the Delaras and uh, and whatever the kind of chassis they have to buy, and and uh, but you know it's just the mechanics are are, are they going to be just parts replacers or what? Well, pretty much that's what they are now, 98%. I mean, unfortunately, innovation has taken a backseat to technology. Uh, You know, the other thing, of course, I did mention, they're going to 18-inch tires and wheels. That's what you Uh, mentioned. Yeah, how's that going to work? Well, that's going to be good because you can put larger brakes on. Yeah, that's a plus. It's going to be going to be a major cost for Goodyear, you know, switching over uh, the stock car tires to that. But, uh, you know, it should reduce the cost of the brakes because a lot of uh, brakes available at reasonable cost that fit inside the 18-inch wheels. Trying to stuff it inside a 15-inch wheel, you know, uh, require a lot of innovation and a lot of effort. Well, one thing I've I say, Nelson, love NASCAR, done a lot for racing and different things, but they're going in the wrong direction on a lot of this stuff. They got safe race cars. They're taking identity. I mean, how can you have a Smokey Wood or a a Glenn Wood or a Bud Moore Jr. Johnson doing stuff like that? And I'm going to use this real quick. Like, the best thing to use as example is with the sprint cars. Most popular thing, you had Ford, all of them, Parnetti driving in things sideways, and somebody come up with the idea of making a Curtis frame to save people money. The crowd then, it, it, that series was literally gone in 18 months. And uh, when you see something like that done before and you're repeating the same mistake again, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see the logic in it. No, I think you and I uh, think alike on it. It's supposed to be a stock car. Let's get it back... Uh as close as it can be to a stock car. Uh, no, they're going to composite bodies, uh, you know, which is going to make somebody rich. Uh, go back to factory sheet metal. Uh, I made a suggestion, take an F-150 pickup truck and use uh, the chassis and running gear off of that uh, as the basis for your stock car and put the, you know, this uh, factory car body on the pickup truck chassis. Uh, you should be able to have a great series at a very uh, reasonable cost. Well, they didn't think of it, so it won't happen. And uh, 
But Nelson, uh, uh, you know, it's just, I think it's going to kill the interest even more. But from last week at Charlotte, it looked like it was still uh, a lot of people paying attention from the, the grandstand. And I, I haven't touched on the TV ratings yet, but all the TV ratings were up. So uh, um, uh, time will tell how this is going to affect uh, the, the fan uh, participation. Well, you know, I think racing is coming back and going to be stronger than for the past few years. But I don't foresee it coming back like it was 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, I don't either. Let's get our picks in. Nobody won last week. Uh, so uh, nothing's changed as far as the standings go. Uh, Nelson? Well, I, I thought I was going to get it last week because... Uh... <laughs> My guy gets up front and leads and leads and leads and fades and fades and fades. Yeah, well, it was uh, nobody picked Truex, and he's yeah. uh, he led most of the race and won the thing. And if you remember, a couple of years ago, he led almost every all four hundred laps. So uh, yeah, he's uh, to not pick Truex at Charlotte for the six hundreds. Uh, shame on us. But uh, so okay, you go ahead, Nelson. You go ahead and take a pick. Take bad bad bride this week. Brad Keselowski, which I would have taken. Uh, I'll go next, and I'll go back to Chase. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Uh, what's that one that I would say that, that, that you know, I, I want Harvick. Okay. Greg takes Harvick. Uh, Ronnie, what you got? Well, I'm going to go back to where I've been because I like the way that uh, Alex Bowman called out Joey Logano this week. I think he's going to be racing extra hard, and maybe he can bring home the 88. He's going to win one sooner or later, and uh, swing a microphone around there, and let's Alan Hill has joined us. Alan, what what you think? I think Danny Hamlin in that 11 car. That's a different choice that we don't have very often. He runs. He runs good. How's the weather looking up there? I know you're not there yet, uh, but uh, how's the weather looking as far as you know at Pocono? Because I know it can change a lot up there in them in those mountains. Uh, it can change, uh, you know, in a split second. Uh, I'm not sure about this afternoon, but I believe tomorrow is going to be pretty good. And, of course, they do, they're getting ready to qualify in just a few minutes. Have they already qualified the uh, uh, Xfinity cars? They're just finishing up on those, and then they'll qualify the cup cars, and they'll be impounded. And the uh, deer, have they got them all chased off? I remember it wasn't Pocono without a, a deer or something getting out on the track. Deer, groundhogs, drunk <laughs> race fans, you name it. <laughs> They've had a tremendous amount of mysterious things. That place is so big, cars are always going away from you unless you're right in the pit. And something's going to hop over that wall. We've had deer, uh, some with racks that people love to shot, baby deer, different things. Luckily, I think pretty lucky. Even at, even had a rabbit or two. Of course, we really had a rabbit at Bristol, but we're talking about on not that. The, the rabbit didn't make it. But, uh, yeah, they have something all the time. Pocono's a good racetrack. Nelson, you, yeah. uh, um, you be safe going up there, okay? And we will uh, all be tuned in. I know the Xfinity cards don't usually race at Pocono. So this, this to me, is a, might be a, a real adventure for some of those guys. Most definitely, because that long front straightaway, uh, you know, it's hard on engines that are just winding and winding and winding and staying wide open uh, for longer than any other racetrack we go to. 
Well, it'll be interesting, and I, that's coming up this afternoon, and I'll have the times and everything for uh, for viewing those. Um, Nelson, once again, you be careful. Thanks for coming on, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, very good. That's Nelson Crozier. Who, uh, Ronnie, what do you know about Nelson? He is the smartest man I know. And he does prove it every week. Uh, I want to take a minute here or so to thank uh, Lanny McKinney, who does our podcast and our and the Budmore uh, uh, the Budmore Engineering website. And thank you, Ronnie. And uh, I'm going to come to it in a minute. And we also uh, can thank Ronnie for uh, I mean Lanny for his for the business cards he's been making um, for us and. He uh, also has a lot to do with the uh, Facebook page. So, yeah, a lot. So, Plus, he's our own critic. Lanny listens to it. And even though he's, uh, he's Greg's cousin, he'll tell Greg what for if, if it doesn't sound right. But we're going to have to take a break right now and come back on the other side. This is uh, going to be uh, time for Alan to shine with his uh, local wrap-up. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studio. It's Fox Sports 1400, WSBG Spartanburg, now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like French fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories, 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary. Is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. Then number K935020 on MSRP 66190. Then number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. Then number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its site. All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba. Or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Hey, that's Perry. Don't scare me like that when I'm pushing these buttons. They no, no telling what I might do. I was, I sort of, sort of fell asleep going to the commercial. And Ronnie tells me don't apologize and don't say things like that. But I was having a perfect show just a few minutes ago. Well, and, and listen, uh, I'm getting hang of it. People, people know you for being on the radio, and we call you our show historian. But people don't always realize how many books you have on the bookshelf that they could get. Um, no, I didn't ask you to say that. No. Um, I've, well, the one that just came out on Neil Castles is doing real good. I've got, I've got five. And the title is? The, the latest one on Neil Castles is just called Neil Soapy Castles. Uh, McFarland, my publisher, puts a parenthetical title under everything. And I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something to the effect of my life and racing and the movies. Or something, right. something like that, yeah. but uh, it's doing real well, and we sold a bunch of them at the book signing last week. Um, Look, my favorite one, I hate to say this, uh, uh, pick one out of your children, is Silent <laughs> Speedway. Silent Speedway is, is, I always call that one the franchise, because that was that was the one I wrote when I wasn't writing a book. 
I had time on my hands, and I and I wrote about all those uh, speedways that aren't in use anymore. And uh, and it took it was a four year. I just did it in my spare time, and McFarland was uh, nice enough to publish it. But um, and it's about not just tracks in the southeast, but all over the country. No, it's not. It's just about North and South Carolina races that held at least one uh, Grand but, National or, or or Cup race, Winston Cup. Okay, you know what I'm thinking about about all. Or across I know the what country. you're thinking about is the that's when we did the we the did the, thing on the other show. Yeah, we did the spots for uh, Silent Speedways of of America. Right, I think is what we called it, and we got those around here someplace. If we not, need, I got we them need at home. Start showing. <laughs> I'm gonna start start playing some of those. Well, we we could do that, but uh, yeah, this was just uh, 29 racetracks. There were 21 of them in North Carolina and eight in South Carolina that held at least one Grand National or strictly stock race, and is no longer in use at all. Right. Like, like the Spartanburg yeah. Fairgrounds. I mean, that was the that was the inspiration for it. But yeah, that book's been around now for about twelve years. And and if we're going to talk about this for a second, you know, they don't. Uh, if your books quit selling, they take it out of publication, out of print. And right. You can't get it. And fortunately, that's the oldest one I've got, and um, they're all still in print. So and listen, folks, makes a good birthday present for <laughs> for somebody, or a good Christmas present. Yeah, or uh, or. Uh, what my uh, sister June calls, the 10th present. What my sister calls is a plain day present. There you go. Father's Day's coming up. Father's Day's coming up, and I'm a father, so buy some of these books. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Alan that's joined us here. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, gentlemen. And you uh, found out you were taking a trip this evening, and uh, and so you had to miss the beginning of the show to get ready well, for it. Well, usually my daughter, she uh, sends me kind of lineups of what's going on this weekend and stuff like that. And she sends sent, you your schedule? Yeah, well, she sends me everything for here on the radio show this morning, and she was sent to me, and I looked down there at Harris Speedway, and it said limited sportsman tonight. And Harris usually don't have limited sportsmen up there, and I said, uh, we going? She said, no, we got to get ready for... They having my grand boys having a pool party next week. She said we go. Danny's working today and stuff. But she sent me that picture of limited sportsman there for Harris, and she said Danny was working. So I just sent on over to Danny and kind of said, "Well, uh, what you think?" And he said, "Well, uh, I can be there at five this afternoon to go racing." I said, "Okay." So about 15 minutes later, my daughter, she sends me. She says, well, I guess we can't wipe the smile off your face. <laughs> Boy, do I look like I got a smile on my face. You look pretty happy. It's a big old grin, that's all. <laughs> you look pretty happy over there. So we're going we're gonna to go on up here to Harris this, tonight. We're going to see what we're going to do with these boys up there at Harris. Now, what's going on at Cherokee? I mean, that's in your spot. Cher- and, but- Cher- Cherokee, Cherokee's going to be off tonight. They had that big race. They had the Mike Butler Memorial Race last Saturday and Sunday. And uh, they're going to take this weekend off. They usually kind of give their crew a break every so often. And so they, they are off this weekend. So we was going to be off. And next thing I know, I seen where Harris put limited sportsmen on the schedule. So we're going we're gonna to go up 221. I got a feeling that wasn't an accident either. Well, sometimes these promoters, sometimes these promoters kind of work together. You know, sometimes they won't, sometimes they will. Yeah. Well, good luck. And we'll talk about... Uh Actually, at um, at the eleven twenty mark, yeah. we'll give you your time, and you have all you want today because yeah. we, we kind of got a clear final hour here. I want to touch on something that maybe you can elaborate on. 
Um, I didn't realize it. Well, I did realize it, but I didn't realize I was missing it. And that was the Pocono Arca race was, I think, at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. And I knew it was coming on and got kind of busy. I had to take the dog to the vet, to tell you the truth. And um, But Ty Majeski won it. He, uh, I'm pretty sure he, he did win the race at Charlotte. So this is two in a row for him. Riley Herbst was second. Christian Eckes was third. Rafael Lassard, who was a Canadian, was fourth. And Brett Holmes was fifth. Now, our man that I try to keep up with every week, Brad Smith, had another um, extremely rotten finish. I thought I had it here, but I don't. I've got the point standings, though. Um, but he was way back, uh, you know, like only turned a couple of laps. But he's still, somehow or another, because he's running all the races, um, is still seventh in the standings. Uh, they've had eight races, and he's been in seven of them. And the eighth-place guy behind him's only been in four. And there's another guy down here that's been in six. So he's staying up in the standings pretty well just because he's going to all the races. But he needs to start running a little bit better. Uh, but you you were saying something about that race. Yeah. Uh, what what I, happened? I was just kind of watching a little bit. Nothing really exciting was going on. They're just having a little bit of a problem with some front tire issues. You know, these cars after this having about 25 laps, they was having tire issues and stuff, which, you know, sometimes they said that there's, but on their TV, they're talking about his left front tire, but some of these boys is having a right front tire issue, but they was, they was doing some pretty good racing in this deal. The 18 car, and he was stretched out front, but they was, they was kind of reeling him in here at the end. Yeah, now they that, have a limited number of tires they can use, right? Well, that's, uh, yeah, they, they kind of like the bush cars, but, you know, but sometimes, you know, you can run down here and buy a set from another guy, but. <laughs> let me, it's, let, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> let me touch on that point standings real quick. It's Michael Self is leading the arc of points with Brett Holmes second, Travis Brayton third, Christian Eck is fourth, Joe Graff is fifth. Um, Tommy Via sixth, Brad Smith seventh, Chandler Smith eighth, Ty Gibbs ninth, and Carson Hoover is tenth. I was looking down here for uh, Harrison Burton, Jeff Burton's son. He is fifteenth. He's only running for the races, so uh, he's obviously not going um, not going to be up there very high if you don't run more often. The trucks are off this week, but they will be in action on June the seventh, which is probably next Friday night. Because it's a night race and it's at Texas. And I think that's probably uh, a triple header weekend with the trucks on Friday night, uh, Xfinity Saturday, and the the Cup guys on Sunday. But June the 7th. Uh, Friday night. That's Friday night. That's what I thought on FS1. That's the Rattlesnake 400 at Texas. Uh, and that'll be at 9 o'clock at night. Of course, that's in another time zone. So, uh, But we'll talk about that a little more next week. They're off this week. Formula One, as I mentioned earlier, they uh, they ran at Monaco, and once uh, Hamilton got out front, you know, you just can't get around him. Not that they could have gotten around him if they were at any other track because he's, he's winning everything. But he finished, uh, he started on the pole, and he finished first. Of course, they had a lot of uh, ceremony before the race, and everybody wore red ball caps in honor of uh, Nicky Lauda, who had passed away earlier in the week. And they they had some tributes to him. A lot of old-timers were there. Jackie Stewart was there. And uh, Martin Brundle, of course. And there's my phone ringing. And that's Greg. He probably wants in the front door. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Greg does not know the combination to the front door. So I, 
I thought I had my phone turned off. Live radio, folks. Anyway, uh, so the Formula One race was uh, not that great because, once again, there was no lead changes. However, the uh, Max Verstappen and uh, Aston Martin Red Bull team was giving him all he could handle right there on his back bumper and uh, bumped him one time and ended up getting a five-second penalty, which bumped him back from second place all the way to fourth. So the Ferrari of Sebastian Vettel uh, finished second. Valtteri Bottas, who was a Hamilton's teammate, was third. Verstappen was fourth, and Pierre Gasly was fifth. The uh, the American team with Roman Grosjean, he finally got that Formula One point and came in tenth, which is the last position that gets a point. And Kevin Magnuson in the other uh, Haas car was twelfth. Uh, so the point standings there, and it's a it's a runaway. Is uh, Lewis Hamilton is out front with 137 points. Valtteri Bottas is second with 120 points, and he's 17 points behind, and those points are hard to get by, uh, to come by, especially when you're winning every race. Sebastian Vettel is third. Max Verstappen is fourth, and Charles Leclerc is fifth. And uh, what you need there? You lose something? Okay. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So that's the Formula One. Uh, that's the Formula One situation. They run next week. Next Sunday for the Grand Prix of Canada. So they'll be back over on this side of the ocean. And we'll see if they can do a little better at the circuit. Gilles Villeneuve, which is where they run. And Greg, uh, okay. So <laughs> Greg got locked out for a second. And he sort of sort of threw us into a tizzy here. And I had, didn't have my phone on mute. So anyway. But uh, just text from my brother. Okay, uh, and I was just picking yep. up the sheet about it. So what you got? Uh, they qualified yesterday. They qualified fourth and fifth. Said they're putting lead to their car, having to put lead to their cars now. They uh, they want to slow them down a little bit. Okay, you know, the, the lead is the penalty for slowing them, to slow them down rather than they're too yeah. light or both. Well, you know, whenever you, about like us over here at Gaffney, you know, we got to weigh 3,200 pounds. You let another boy weigh 2,800 pounds. We got to, we got somehow another makeup that, you know. Right. So they're, they're just adding weight to slow him down. Yeah, they just adding weight to slow them uh, action motorsport Cadillacs down. And they'll probably uh, do it to all the Cadillacs there. They'll do it to the Taylors too and stuff like that. Well, when we get a little closer in the final segment, I'll go over what's on TV when, because if I tell you now, you'll. You might not remember it. Uh, you might not anyway. But the uh, but they are on today. They race today, and I believe it right off the top of my head. It's about three thirty. But uh, and and it is on NBCSN. That point standings. Um, uh, Mike Hill's drivers are first and second with Felipe Nasser and Pippo Durrani, and seventh <laughs> and eighth with uh, Felipe Albuquerque and Juan um, Barbosa. So. Uh, that's easy for you to say. No, it's not. But Greg complimented me on saying it. I can't even say that a couple of weeks ago. And so we have a, a full slate of racing. I pretty much touched on what happened last week. Uh, let me do a little bit. I didn't do near enough on Xfinity, which they ran last Saturday afternoon with Tyler Reddick winning. I think I said that earlier. Justin Allgaier was second. Jeffrey Earnhardt third. Noah Cragson fourth. And Justin Haley was fifth. Um, Jeremy Clements, as I said, was 13th and had a pretty good race. He was up into the top 10 there with not 
too many laps to go, but dropped back a little bit. He completed all 200 laps and was not the last car on the lead lap. He was ahead of about five of them. So good race for Jeremy. They run today, as we were talking about with Nelson, at Pocono, which they, I can't remember them ever running at Pocono. I'm sure they must have at some point, but it's not a yearly thing. No. And uh, so we'll see how those boys can handle that long straightaway, longest straightaway in uh that I'm aware of in, in the United States anyway. It's not like Le Mans, which the, uh, the Molson straightaway, I think it's about eight miles long or something. It's long, but uh, Pocono's a long one too. The uh, Xfinity standings look like Tyler Reddick first. Christopher Bell is 65 points behind in second, and that's a pretty big bulge. Cole Custer is third. Austin Sendrick fourth. Justin Allgaier fifth. We'll keep going here. Chase Briscoe is sixth. John Hunter Nemechek seventh. Saw his mama jumping up and down, pulling for him last week with uh, old Joe right there beside her, front row Joe. Noah Craxton is eighth. Ryan Sieg is ninth. Then Michael Annette is tenth. Once again, Jeremy Clement is 17th behind Garrett Smithley. And he's only behind him by four points. So, uh, Jeremy, if he can keep getting some good finishes, he's on the cusp of breaking into that top fifteen, uh, top 16, which is what we want him to do. Actually, we want him to get as high up in there as possible to give him a better chance of making the chase at the end of the year. So that touches on pretty much everything. We come back after this uh, break. We're going to talk to uh, Alan Hill and find out what's happening around here locally. You are listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. This is Start Your Engines. Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. 
Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man. It's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, Plantai. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. Pin number K935020, MSRP 66190. Pin number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. Pin number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax, title, taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Oh my God, did you see that play? You hate to get a message like that. Don't miss another second of what's breaking in the world of sports. The Dan Patrick Show. It's a different storyline every day. Weekdays at 9 on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell And for this next few minutes, the band is going to be Alan Hill, who's going to bring us up to date on what's going on around here locally, and you take all the time you need. All right. Last week at Cherokee Speedway, we had the Mount Butler Memorial Race over there. They had a real good turnout over there for this. Uh, Limited Sportsman, main event, first place went to Bradley Weaver. Second place went to Bryant Rayfield. Third place went to Josh Hoots. Thunder Bomber, we're going to go down to first place, Steve Green. Second place, Ricky Bogan. Third, Luke Doggett. Young Guns, Austin Brown. Garrett Kilman, Jay Owens. Sika Late Model. We had Dale Timms. We had Banjo Duke. That's a good name. Ain't that right? Banjo Duke. Banjo Duke. Good name. Kind of like Banjo Matthews. Yeah, and I had a dog named Duke, so I mean, that's good. Third place went to Hank Taylor. Renegade, Shane McDaniel. Mitchell Duval. Justin Armour. Uh, Mitchell been helping Shane McDowell a little bit on his car, and it looks like it's starting to show up. Now Mitchell's going to have to <laughs> <laughs> quit. He's going to have to quit. He's going to have to turn that, turn that boy loose on his own. 602 late models. We had Blake Plyer. We had John Price. We had Colt Smith in third. Stock four. Coming back in a brand new car, which she won over there two weeks ago. We had Braden Pruitt again. Second place, Jamie Madison. 
third, Logan Ritchie. SCDRA, Jonathan Shrepp. Payne Pickles. And Reed Christensen. Payne Pickles? Payne Pickles. That's another good one. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a good name. All right. We're going to remember it. We're going to move up to Carolina Speedway. Carolina Speedway race, uh, Pro 4. Listen to this again. Brayton Pruitt. These boys are going to let this girl get on a streak here. Too late. She already is. Yes, it is. When she gets on this streak in this uh, Pro 4 division, uh, when it comes down to this uh, Thanksgiving race that they usually have over there, they call it uh, Super Stock 4s and stuff over there, she'll be tough to beat. Second place went to Sparks Paris over there. Sika Modifieds. First place, Jeremy Steele. Second place, Richie Watson. Late models up there. First place, Jason Womack. Second place, Mike Huey. Super Street, Luke Edison. Cade Langley was second. Thunder Sportsman, Bubba Sutton. Second place, Justin Fight. Renegade, Travis Mosley. Andrew Black, Andy Blackwood. He got a he got a daddy named Andrew, so I kind of got both of them mixed up there. <laughs> Hornets, Andrew Rich. Second place, Jason Libertor. And Thunder Bomber, we're going to go to Dylan Lason and Benji Knight. Uh, let's move on around over here. We're going to have a big uh, race tonight down here at Lancaster Speedway. They're having the World of Outlaws coming in down there, presented by Morton Buildings. And like I was telling you a little bit a while ago, I seen Morton Buildings on the side of an ARCA car. That mm. uh ARCA race up there. So, Morton Buildings is getting to be a big supporter in racing. I'd like to thank them. They're going down to Lancaster down there for this big World of Outlaws race. We got the list of the top drivers coming down there. We got Brandon Shepard. We got Chris Ferguson. We got Ross Bales. We got Daryl Lennigan, Chris Madden, John Persley, Dennis Herb Jr., Shane Clanton, Brandon Overton, Jeff Smith, Anthony Sanders, Adam Yarborough. And this is a big half-mile dirt racetrack, so these boys will really get up some speed down there. And that's some big names in there, too. I yes. recognize a bunch yes. of those. Yes, it is. I haven't had an update yet on our uh, Zero Mr. Bloomquist car. Okay. So uh, just as soon as I get something on it, uh, we'll see what I can give you all update on Mr. Bloomquist. But there's no racing tonight at Cherokee Speedway. Like I said, Harris is going to be racing tonight. They're going to have limited sportsmen up there at Harris Speedway. We got limited sportsmen. We got young guns. We got renegade stock eight crate sportsmen all combined together. We got pure stock. We got thunder bombers. We got front wheel drive. We got V6 front wheel drive. And we got a stock four division. And uh, Pitt's gates are up there. Going to open up at 4 p.m. this afternoon. The grandstands will open up at 5 p.m. Kids under 10 will get in free. Driver's meeting will start at 6.30. It'll probably be kind of cool up there at Harris Speedway next to that broad river. So uh, it'll be a nice night for racing up there. Yeah, it's cooled off a little bit. Now, I got to ask you this. is uh, I-, I know you're going up there tonight. Yes, I am. Uh, is Wally Fowler going to be up there? Well, he's, that's his home racetrack. So uh, this could be a... Battle of the Titans. Well, it could be. I mean, you know, perfect, perfect. Until they get together. But we, uh, this was a kind of a last minute thing for us. Like I said, my daughter sent me that text this morning. I looked at Harris and it said limited sportsman. And 
I said, well, are we going? She said, not really. And next thing I know, we are going. So I had to get together and start kind of putting the race car back together right face. Yeah, well, that's great. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, we talk about Wally Fowler every week because um, I've heard him, it seems like, all my life. But make no mistake about it, I'm pulling for the 25T and Danny Tesnier and Alan Hill. And uh, well, good luck to you guys look tonight. Here, look here. We Wally will look fine coming across in second every, place. Everybody, everybody, look here. Everybody's going, if you got to be there, somebody asked me, a friend of mine come up to, I called him this morning. He was headed to Lancaster, Mr. Wilson. And uh, I got to tell you a little story about Mr. Wilson because I know he's listening. He oh, went, we got plenty of time. He, he went over to Travers Rest the other Friday, was sitting up in the stands. Well, the race went to Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said that's a dedicated race fan. If he gonna wait twenty four hours up there in the stands for the race to come in, but he had a he had his choice of seats, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. He he said I kept on watching the water truck go around the racetrack, and no race cars was coming in. Oh, he said, he said finally the guy stopped the water truck. And I hollered at him. I said, Hey, what's going on? He said, Race ain't till tomorrow night. He said, I'm just getting it prepared for tomorrow night. <laughs> but that water truck would have thrown him off. He'd like being there, and he'd sell that water. He just—he was dead set in his mind it was going to be. And he, but, uh, he come, he that's come, a good. Down, yeah, he come down this morning. He sat in my shop with me for a little while, and I told him, I said, "Well, I hate to tell you this." He said, "Well," I said, "I've got to run over here and do a radio show." But I said, "Once I get this rear gear out from underneath there," he kept on watching his clock, and he kept on giving me an update on time. So I told him, he said. Uh, Boy, I wish I could go to Harris tonight, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, told a friend of mine that they was going to Lancaster down there to watch this uh, big World of Outlaws race down there. I said, "Well," he said, uh, "They ain't no telling though." So we're gonna we're gonna go up to Harris. And we're gonna have us a good time. You think he'd have been tipped off last week before uh, before he had to ask the water truck driver? I mean, I don't know this gentleman, but you'd think. Uh Maybe coming through the gate if there wasn't a ticket taker or if he wanted him a cold beverage. They wasn't in the concession stand was all boarded up. You know, nobody in the pits. Well, you know, sometimes people get there kind of early. I've seen them. Don't get me wrong. They had that World of Outlaws race over here at Gaffney probably four weeks ago. And I met the tire man over there and I told him, I said, uh, what time are you going to get there? He said, I'll try to get there about two o'clock. Well, I took off. Went over there, and I got there about 1 o'clock, and those people sitting outside the gate over there in chairs with umbrellas, just so that they could be the first ones to come in. And I thought to myself, I said, you know, this, this kind of looked like NASCAR a long time ago. A long time ago. That was going to be my <laughs> yeah, point. Long, yeah, a long time ago. Uh, but but I, And this is something we've pointed out several times. Uh, there's no lack of... Uh, of um, Fan participation. I mean, people are showing up for these short track races, and it's a it's a great thing. And uh, you know, if they had ratings, you know, like for television or radio or whatever, I, these guys would be busting it because uh, there's a there's no uh, there's no lack of fan support at this at this level that you race at, and that's fantastic. Yep, we have a large crowd that follows these races every weekend. Like I said, these super late mall boys, they they. They average racing three nights a week. Wow. They they kind of get these racetracks together like uh, tonight's uh, Saturday night. They probably race somewhere local around here on Friday night. They'll race somewhere tonight, and then they'll go somewhere usually on Sunday or something like that. But Now, you just listed off all those different classes and, and everything that's going to be at Harris tonight. 
how many cars are going to be up there? 150? Well, they'll average out probably about 120 cars and somewhere like that. If you sit there and look at 120 cars and each one of them brings, you know, four people with them, you know, I mean, that's a that's a lot of people. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, it makes a good show. Yeah. I tell you what, when you got a fan base like that, where they're tailgating, like at a South Carolina and or Clemson football game, you got attendance. So there's a lot of people go to Clemson, Carolina game that went there and they tailgate and never go inside the track. When they start doing around dirt tracks like this, that's the proof in the pudding. Somebody's seeing a show. Yep. And these boys will put on a show up here at Harris and hopefully we'll be part of that show tonight. Well, you're going to be a part of it. The weather's not going to be a factor and I just, uh, um, I can't wait to hear how you did. I always usually text, uh, Alan on Saturday, on Sunday or, or maybe later on in the week. Um, and see how he did, and I hope you do better than you did last week when you sent me that video of the crack up in the first turn. That that sort of, well, you, but it happens. It happens. You put it out there on the racetrack. If you expect it to uh, not come back bent, you don't need. My dad said, if you're scared, you're gonna bend it, son. Leave it on the trailer. <laughs> That's exactly right. And if you're gonna leave it on the trailer, stay home. Uh, yeah, leave it on the trailer. If you're scared, it's gonna get bent. So. uh when you were talking about earlier, I just had a flashback because uh, Ronnie was talking about uh, the book I wrote on the old racetracks, and I mentioned the Spartanburg Fairgrounds, and you're talking about cars showing up. I can remember, you know, like when I was a kid, like uh, 10 years old or whatever, we'll say that. That'd be 1962, and I'd be sitting there on um, in the first turn. My daddy was a city policeman, and we'd, uh, we'd always sit in the first turn. He'd get the whole neighborhood in for free. We had a 58 Chevrolet station wagon, and it was loaded with every single kid in the neighborhood. And David Ball, the country musician, and Sam Forey, and John Wilson, and, man, I'm leaving out so many of them, Cleve Brown, Bill Dickerson. And we'd come in there, and Daddy'd get the whole car in for free. He'd just badge the guy at the gate. And we'd park there in the first turn. And usually... We'd sit on that station wagon, or a lot of times I'd get up on Red Collins's wrecker, Pierce Motor Company. Exactly right. And he'd have to go out there every time there was a wreck, which was frequently. But the point I was going to make was, you know, it was a bit, you'd read in the paper all week leading up to who Joe Little John had coming to the race and, and all the names that were going to be there and all the Spartanburg cars. I mean, you wanted them all to show up. And if you, if you, if they just were the only ones that showed up, you had a, a great field with uh, Bud Moore and Cotton Owens. And Cotton one time brought three cars, and um, and and David Pearson and Ned and, and Jack Smith. Yeah, but I'm just talking about the Spartanburg guys. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, then you get into the Petties bringing a couple of cars, Junior. But what was so cool and exciting to me, and the the point that I'm trying to get to, you could look through the boards in the fence, or or if the, the if the car was up on a, a trailer, or a, a high truck or something, and maybe you could just see the top of it go by. Because it'd go by that gate that was right there by the old horse barns that that was close to the second turn at the fairgrounds. But if you were, had a race car, you'd come all the way around and come in the main entrance to the fairgrounds and come across into the, and go straight into the pits at the end of the straightaway. And it was always so exciting to see somebody come in there that you didn't expect, or who in the heck is that? And you'd have to run over there and read the name on the car, and uh, or somebody you know that uh, I remember the time that uh, um, there was this guy from California came. His name was Dick Getty, and he was uh, to hear him tell it. You know, there wasn't uh, any reason for anybody else to show up, and he didn't do anything. And I mean, he was a joke. Um, 
But, uh, you, you know, you'd see these different cars come in there and you'd end up with like a 20, 25 car field. And that was just, that was just a great time. Let's call it 1960, 62, 63 through there. And, uh, when they were running at the fairgrounds twice a year. And, um, and on the same vein, while we got a minute here, Greg and I, at these last two signings we've been to, have bumped into Elmo Langley's son. Elmo's got, I think there's Elmo Langley Jr., which used to work out with my brother at, when my brother was with the air marshals out at uh, Charlotte Douglas Airport. But what's his name? Is it Richard? Richard Langley? I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, but we've, made, we've seen him at the last two things, and he looks yeah. just like Elmo and a great guy. Oh, and he remembers all this stuff, too, because he was little. But, yeah, him and, him and Smoke have a connection through school, and, you know, we got the connection through racing on. Super nice guy. And and he just, me and Perry talk about the old days, and he's just spitting it out. He, he's telling us stuff we didn't even know. It, well, it's just amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and I mentioned Elmo specifically because he won the last race. They ran at the fairgrounds, the last cup race. And um, and Neil Castles was second. So That's that, correct. That was... Uh, that was good to see those two get together, and, and that's what's great about going to all these old, uh, the, the, these places we signed the books at with uh, coming up. Ronnie, what are you doing over there? If the uh, if the Clemson fight song plays again, I'm going to want equal time. Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Ronnie's ringtone is the Clemson fight song. Yep. What you got, Alan? Uh, uh, you talking about that fairgrounds? Fairgrounds, my daddy, we had to race car back in the 70s and stuff, and some reason or another, our driver from Georgia, he didn't really like it at Fairgrounds because it was kind of rough and it was kind of bumpy. My daddy called him that morning. He said, let's make sure you get up here by 11 o'clock so we can go to the Fairgrounds. He said, man, I don't really want to go to the Fairgrounds. Daddy said, well, let me tell you, all my friends are going to be at the Fairgrounds. My race car is going to be there. If you don't want to drive it, you let me know now. He said, do what? He said, I'll find somebody to drive that race car. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, uh, we called former Lance out of Washington, Georgia. And former come up there and drove it. And our driver from Georgia, he called back. Like I said, we didn't have all this communication back in. You had to go to a pay phone. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, well, I'll see y'all tonight. They said, well, if there's anything left out of it after the fairgrounds, former's going to drive it at Gaffney tonight, too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, are some good times. And Perry hits it. I, the first turn, and I can see... Mr. Wood standing there, and I didn't know any place on the racetrack that I ever looked at the race at, except on the infield in the first turn. Yeah. And to see them cats drop it off into one, it was something else. Did you see a, on a half-mile dirt track a big old uh, 1960 Pontiac, which was about the size of an aircraft carrier, <laughs> coming through there sideways, you know, as fast as he could go. Cotton Owens won like two or three races in a row up there with his 60 Pontiac. And Jack Smith, he drove your daddy's car. Um, uh, actually, it was his car your daddy was yeah. tuning. Um, that big boomer shine Pontiac. Those are just, those are just some great memories. And that's the stuff I like to write about. I couldn't, you know... I can't tell you. I have to really look at what happened last week and last year, and who won this and that in 2016. But man, I 1962 is vividly in my mind. I guess that's not a good thing necessarily, but it's my show. That certainly ain't nothing bad with it. <laughs> I like talking about it, and I like people on here to, to uh, talk about it with us. Well, talking about that fairgrounds, me and a friend of mine, and it's Larry Pearson. Oh yeah, we, we used to go to the fair. And we had a friend there that worked at the fair, and we'd buy the tickets from him on the side 
And me and Larry get over there and we get on the Ferris wheel and stuff so we could get up high enough on Saturday to watch them race. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you believe this? Uh, at least three races in a row. You had your ticket window there, people buying tickets. Well, Joe John always put on a good show out there. But me, my mama, and Doris Roberts, her mama's boots, you know, with the boots. Anyway, the three of us sold tickets out there, and I was doing it the, the three races in a row. I mean, you just, if you got there, it seemed like you got put work somehow or another. But that was fascinating on that. And the last, the last racing type event I went to at the fairgrounds racetrack was a demolition derby. And my best friend and I pit crewed his daddy's demo car. And that, that's some of the most fun I've had was be down there right in the middle of that. Well, they had a 22 races of the Grand National variety at the Spartanburg Fairgrounds. And uh, um, they have some of the best memories of my life. But we're going to take a break right here. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk some more, um, just just racing. Uh, I'll give you what's going to come on television and when, uh, today and tomorrow. But for right now, you're listening to Start Your Engines on WSPG AM and FM in Spartanburg, South Carolina. It's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years. How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. At Greer Nissan, our goal is customer satisfaction and amazing savings. And right now, Greer Nissan has an SUV for everyone during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Save in Greer and get up to $10,000 off MSRP on a brand new 2019 Nissan Armada. Or for 36 months lease, a brand new 2019 Greer Nissan Rogue with keyless entry for a low $189 a month. Lease a brand new 2019 Nissan Murano with dual zone automatic temperature control for only $269 a month for 
36 months during the Nissan Summer of SUVs event. Going on now at Greer Nissan, where you'll find low prices, big selection, and a commitment to quality customer service. Visit Greer Nissan today or online at greernissan.com. VIN number K93502 and MSRP 661190. VIN number KC715691. Selling price 26117. 189 security deposit. VIN number KN106259. Selling price 31792. 269 security deposit. Places with 3995 to its All prices plus tax title taxes. Offers include 399 closing fee with approved credit. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Okay, we're back for the last segment here, rolling towards the finish line. Let me talk a little bit about what's on television today. Uh, well, from 10 to 11 was Xfinity qualifying, which uh, Nelson told us was wrapping up, and I don't have any results on that, but the, uh, and Ronnie Springs in the action. But the, um, the race itself, um, oh, wait a minute, let me back up because I'm taking these in chronological order. From uh, 12 to 12.30 is the IndyCar qualifying. Now, this is interesting the way they do this because they're running one of the Indy races today and the other one tomorrow. And I would have thought maybe they did something like run the second race by how they finished in the first race, but they requalify and everything. Yep. We was talking about Pocono's going to do a two-day deal the yeah. other day, and we was talking about IndyCar do a two-day deal. I think you gave me a... a, a quiz on that who, yep. who, who does that in indy but yeah you're, they do that every year it up in detroit um now 11 30 to 12 30 as we speak should be uh just uh well underway the cup qualifying at pocono which is on fs1 then from 12 30 to 1 on fs1 is the xfinity pre-race show with a race at from uh schedule from 1 to 1 30 um then at 1230 to 230 on NBCSN you have the Weather WeatherTech Sports Car Championship which is where Alan's brother is and that's up at Belle Isle so that'll be taking place after they get the IndyCars qualified and then at 3 p.m. or uh, 3:30 I'm sorry until 5:30 is Indy Race Car uh, Indy Race number 1 that's uh uh well Pretty much, there's a lot of other racing on, but I cannot possibly get into all the MotoGP and uh, and all this other stuff here, the world rallying, and uh, and there's a lot of drag racing on, nothing against the drag racers. Um, uh, well, and while I'm looking at it, they're, uh, they're in Joliet, Illinois, and from 7 to 8 tonight on FS1 will be, uh, they're qualifying. So let's go to uh, tomorrow from 10.30 to 11.30. They have on NBCSN the IndyCar qualifying for their second heat race. And from 2 o'clock to uh, actually from 12 to 12.30 is, uh, I'm sorry, 12.30 to 2 on FS1 is the pre-race show. NASCAR's got a long pre-race show for this one. And then 2 to 5.30 is the Pocono uh, 500. I am not sure exactly what the name of that race is, but it is the Pocono 500. And Ronnie, being ever the man on the ball here, gives me the the Xfinity starting lineup, which was just uh, finalized in the last few minutes. Cole Custer's on the pole. Christopher Bell a second. Austin Sendrick third. Michael Annette fourth. Ryan Siege fifth. Tyler Reddick sixth. Brandon Jones seventh. Ryan Priest eighth. 
Justin Allgaier, ninth, and Jeffrey Earnhardt is tenth. Let me scroll on down here. And uh, this is not looking too good. Jeremy Clemens is 28th, so he's got a lot of guys to pass. Going back, uh, Getting back to tomorrow. So the cup race will be from 2 to 5.30 tomorrow. And from 3.30 to 5.30 will be the IndyCar race, uh, the second one at Detroit. So they're going head-to-head. NASCAR and IndyCar. So there's a lot of racing on. It's going to be beautiful weather. I am sure that I'll have that uh, DVR fired up. And um, I won't watch probably any of this until tomorrow night and tonight. Because I know I've got a lot of stuff to do this afternoon. We may get to see some of it at Applebee's. But uh, that's what's on television today. And there's a lot of it. And it's, uh, it's a great time of the year. Let me touch on next week now. Greg is not going to be with us. He's going to be making a personal appearance down in Daytona. Well, the original deal was uh, Buzz McKim has got a radio show uh, right at the north turn of the super nice restaurant. Got a big, big come out for it. And he wanted me and Perry both to go. Well, all it is is a run down there and come back thing. That's a long way to run down. Well. And come back. I know it. I know it. So... He's done so much for us, and a guy volunteered to take me down there because he's handicapped and he loves racing. And uh, I'm going to scoot down there on June 6th, come back on the 8th. And uh, Perry's actually going to be our, our guest over the telephone. So Perry's going to be in on it anyway. Uh, he just don't have to make that trip. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be gone for that, and I know y'all have a good show because be honoring my daddy and everything. And that's what I wanted to get to right now. Next week is pretty close as we can get to uh, uh, next week, meaning next Saturday for our show, is um, you know pretty close to the anniversary of D-Day, which is June 6th every, every year, uh, 1944. So this will be the 75th anniversary of D-Day. And uh, that's, a, that's a landmark number. And every year, I know Bill Drake did it on his show. He would have Bud Moore in and talk about D-Day. And I was fortunate enough to, to actually be on that show one time. And um, and then after Bud Moore, um, uh, when he couldn't make it, uh, I think a couple of times for whatever reason, Bill Drake would play a, a, a recording of it. And I know on the old show, when we were broadcasting over from Greenville on Dropping the Hammer, that uh, I replayed that Bud Moore interview about D-Day from the Bill Drake show. But after I wrote the book on Bud Moore, I've got my own interview that I did sitting at the kitchen table with him and and he goes into a lot of detail and it fits perfectly into our 20-minute windows we have for this show. So next week, we are going to honor Bud Moore. Our legend segment at, at uh, 1020 is going to be a replay of his, uh, um, his hitting the beach at uh, Utah Beach, which is up above Omaha. And... It wasn't a piece of cake, I can tell you that right now. And he uh, he very nearly could have uh, not come back from there like thousands of, of uh, soldiers didn't. So we'll do that next week. Uh, you know, uh, May is military month, but, you know, we're going to carry it over into June, and, and how could you not? Um, and maybe somehow we'll work on it, Greg. Maybe we can get you to phone in or something. We'll, we'll work on that between now and then. Oh, I, I, of course. That'd be great. But Bud Moore will be our Legends guest. Uh and we may have somebody else maybe to uh, to come in here, but just uh, just stay tuned for that because it's it's very moving. And I tell you what, he tells it like it was. 
Yeah, it, it, it is moving. Oh, I just want to make one uh, one remark. Go ahead. Uh, Buzz, Buzz McKim's radio show, it streams, and I'll get you the information. Cause they, his, we're doing it on Friday. Right. You know, and people that want to listen into it, it podcasts over. So you get to hear me and Barry and Buzz McKim talk uh, through their live broadcast. It, it does that. So, uh, Well, we'll find out. Uh, you know, I'm sure if you just... Uh, if you Googled Buzz McKim radio or something like that, it, it would come up. But he does it from the North Turn, yeah. which is, of course, the North Turn where it was on the old Beach Road course. Um, when that, they had the, the four-mile um, road course, you know, part of it on A1A and the other part on the beach. There, Daytona, that they used before they built the Speedway. And in fact, they used it from... <laughs> The turn of the century. I mean, I think, actually, they used to do the Sir Malcolm Campbell and all those guys, Frank Lockhart. I was further down at Ormond Beach. Correct. But um, they started running at the, at the before it was even NASCAR. I think AAA probably sponsored some oh, of those yeah. first races um, for stock cars. Right there on the beach. I mean, the films of those things are hilarious because of the ruts. And the cars would only be doing about 20 miles an hour through those turns, but... They were hauling the mail on the asphalt part of the straightaway, and they'd run off in the water and, and cool off the engines and get the sand out of them. Well, they, there's a, an extremely, extremely nice restaurant, seafood restaurant there called the North Turn. And it's... Uh, Originally, it was a payout booth. <laughs> or the Buzz McKim, it was a payout booth. You know, you got done with the race. Racers want their money, dead included, everybody else. It, and it, it shortly after that, they started a, an eating joint. Now they got a real neat eating joint. And eating joint. Eating joint. I don't know what eating joint. <laughs> That's a nice restaurant. Anyway, that, that, that sounds like, oh, what was his name, Robert Duvall or Harry Hogg or something, eating joint or race, race, racetrack stop or something. But they, uh, it's it's right there where the grandstand used to be uh, on, the, on the north turn, and that's where the, they come off the beach back onto the – blacktop so uh buzz is a good friend of the show buzz was the curator at the nascar hall of fame the first one before the gentleman that they've got now whose name slips me but uh buzz has been around a long time buzz came uh to spartanburg for me when i, I did that thing at the chapman center on the history of racing in spartanburg county and i wish i'd have known you then <laughs> alan because we could we had the place full they gave us a little corner to start with and we filled up almost the whole museum but uh, we could certainly let you contribute to it, but maybe maybe some other day. Yep, maybe some other time. So you got uh, Harris tonight, and um, can you look far enough ahead into your crystal ball or your your daughter's crystal ball and see what you're going to do next week? Uh, next week we'll probably head on back over here to Cherokee Speedway. If we got you know, but uh, a friend of mine he asked me is sitting there this morning. He said. Uh, how much does Harris pay tonight? I said, I think they pay a watermelon and two cantaloupes. <laughs> <laughs> I said, the watermelon is first, cantaloupe is second. He said, well, what if you win first? I said, well, if I win first, I said, I kind of like that cantaloupe. I might see if I can trade back and get the cantaloupe. Well, I got a feeling they can do better than that. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of classes up there, so they better back a produce truck up, a big one, an 18-wheeler, if they got to pay out with fruit. Yep, I had an old friend up there. I'd go up there, and we'd go up there every so often, about three or four years ago, and his name was Joe Wheeler. He had a cart run up there all the time with Greg Dimsdale, and uh, 
he'd look at me and I said, what are we going to race for tonight, Joe? He said, a watermelon? He said, if it's seedless, I might start cheating. I said, you're cheating anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, during the break just now, uh, Alan pulled out some uh, pictures on his phone from the fairgrounds back in the late 70s. And uh, I tell you, uh, the grandstand's packed and the, the track is red and uh, there's a Spartanburg City cop standing there in the corner with his white shirt on. I guarantee it wasn't white when that afternoon was over. No, and he had to, he probably arrested a few people up there anyway. <laughs> but that was, uh, man, those great memories. And uh, maybe we'll do a whole show later on this year just on uh, get people to call in and tell us some fairgrounds memories. And, you know, you can call into this show if you want to, and we'll be glad to put you on. It's um, too late today, but it's 864-468-1400 which is really a pretty easy number to uh, remember. Uh, we got a minute left. Greg, you have a safe trip down to Daytona. Well, I look forward to it. Matter of fact, the gentleman just called. He's been listening to the show. He's going down there with me. And he's, he's got Mustangs, but he's like the rest of us. So he was fitting himself in one. He wanted off if this was a, a, an EcoBoost or a GT. I said, this is a GT Premium plus a little bit else. He said, oh, man, yeah. So we're going to go down there and promote that car a little bit for Ford and Jackie Jones. Uh, we're going to try to, anyway, I kind of wish I was here. It's, it's going to be a great weekend. Well, we might get you on the phone. Alan, you, good luck up there at Harris. And, uh, Thank you. Fixing to head back over and good work on this car. Okay, Ronnie, you, uh, you have a good weekend and we'll see you next week. All right, see everybody next week. Stay out of the heat and if you're in the heat, don't forget to hydrate. Don't forget to hydrate. There you go. Well, I tell you what, good show. Felix Abadis was great. We had a lot of extra time. We actually got everything in this week. So we appreciate everybody listening. And be with us again next week for our Budmore Tribute Show. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Remember, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The home of Gamecocks baseball is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3.